Today's daf is daf bet in our new masechet, masechet ta'anit. Very excited to begin. Um, this masechet primarily deals with the halachot of fasting, ranging from fasts that were declared for crises, such as drought, which was the most common, to the fasts that we, of course, observe on a regular basis that are part of the calendar, such as Tisha B'Av, etc., the Masechet begins by talking about something related to tefillah that at first might seem uh, not connected to the subject of fasting, which is when do we mention rain in our tefillah? When do we mention rain in the, in the prayers? Now, really it is connected to fasting because one of the primary reasons for a fast to be declared was the lack of rain. But that's not immediately evident. That connection is not immediately made evident in the uh, Mishnah and Gemara, but it becomes clearer as the Mishnayot and the Gemarot progress. So, we'll begin with the first Mishnah. When do we begin to mention the power of the rain? Now that means to say, According to Rabbi Eliezer, we should start saying, from the first day of Sukkot. Rabbi Yoshua says that we should wait until Shemini Atzeret, which is how we do it today. Amal Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua said to Rabbi Eliezer, "Valo in Gisham Hoyil ve in Gishamim Barasiman Kilala Bechag Lamu Mazkir." Since we know that rain is a sign of a curse, it's a negative thing on the holiday of of Sukkot. Why? Because, as we say in Masechet Sukkah, it's as if a person prepared a drink or a food for their master and, he, and the master spilled it on their head. We come to sit in the sukkah to fulfill the mitzvah and Hashem rejects it by dropping rain on our head so that we can't fulfill it. It's a bad thing to have rain so we wouldn't want to mention it during sukkot. Rabbi Eliezer said, I never said to ask for rain, I just said to mention that Hashem causes the wind to blow and the rain to fall in its proper time, meaning in its season. It's the season for rain to begin, even though we don't necessarily want it right now. Rabbi Yoshua said to him, if that's the case, then he should mention all the time, because it's always true that Hashem is the one that makes the wind and produces the rain, even when we don't want it. So maybe we should mention it all the time in the Amidah and not just when we want it. You see that we only mention it at a time where we want to ask for it. So if we're not going, to, if we don't want it during Sukkot, we shouldn't mention it. That's the machalokah between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. We should not ask for rain until close to the rainy season, says the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Rabbi Yehuda says, The person who goes to pray on Yom Tov as the Chazan. The second person, the last person mentions it, the first person doesn't mention it. In other words, it starts in Musaf. The person who says Musaf is the one who adds in We're ending saying which is on the first day of Pesach. The person who says Shachari does mention and the change is made in Musaf where the person who prays Musaf does not say So that's the way that the schedule normally works and we'll see the discussion the back and forth in the Gemara. Now the Gemara says, Where does the Tanah, where is he standing, literally, is what the Mishnah, is what the Gemara means. Where is the Tanah standing? That he says, In other words, by saying, when do we mention rain, it sounds as if it's an obvious fact that we mention rain in the, in the Amidah. So when do we do it? But what is he basing himself on? Where's the assumption that we mention rain at all? Tanah He's basing himself over there. It says we mention the power of the rain in the blessing of and we ask for rain in which is and we add 
the, on Motzei Shabbat, we add the Havdalah of Atachon Antanu and the blessing of Atachon in Adam Dat. So these are the places where we make these additions, and you see that it mentions, and that's actually a Mishnah Masechet Bachot. So based on the fact that in Masechet Bachot it says that we mention Mashivochum Oide Geshem in the Amidah, here we're asking, when do we mention it? Vekatane, Meimadai Maskin Bok Geshemim. So here we're asking, when do we do it? The only problem is with Nehatam. Why doesn't it mention it over there in Masachet Bachot? Why would it wait all the way to Masachet Tanit? It's not like this is right next to Masachet Bachot. Masachet Bachot is the first Masachet in Shas. We're all the way in the uh, halfway through or towards the end of Seder uh, Moed. Why would I mention it now? Our Mishnah is not basing itself off of what it says in Masachet Bachot that you have to mention Mashiva Ochumor the Geshem and the Amidah. It's basing itself on Masachet Rosh Hashanah. It says in Masachet Rosh Hashanah, we just learned recently that on Sukkot we are judged regarding the rain for that year. Since it mentions that on Sukkot we are judged for rain for the coming year, therefore the topic comes up of mentioning rain in our Amidah. Why doesn't the Mishnah just say, when do we mention rain? My givot Why is it called the power of the rain? Because the rain comes down with power. As it says in the Pasuk, and the Pasuk is somewhat misquoted here. The correct Pasuk is actually, as it's, as it's shown in the Torah, or that quotes the Pasukim in their original source, it should say, and niflaot ad in misparo. That's what it should say. Uh, the vav in viniflaot is extra. The ad in chekir should just be vin chekir. Um, and at the end, ad in misparo is correct. So that, that's the actual pasuk in Eov. But in any case, it says Hashem does great things that are inscrutable and wonders that are Im- immeasurable. Uchtiv, and it says also, right after that, meaning in the very next pasuk, after it mentions the mightiness of God, it says that Hashem make, uh, places water on the face of the earth, and He sends out water on the outskirts of the, of the land. In other words, He sends out all the rain uh, that's necessary for uh, life to be sustained. So these two pesukim are next to each other. It says Hashem does great things that are inscrutable, and then it mentions the rain. But my mashma, how does that show you that it's power? That just shows you that it's I- I- impossible to understand or measure. How is that power? Because it says the word cheker there. Cheker means to be able to investigate. Here it says he does great things that are beyond their ability to investigate. It says in another pasuk that you should know, if you know, if you haven't heard, that Hashem is the God of the universe, uh, or some say that means means the eternal God. He made the ends of the earth. He never becomes weary or tired. There is no way to understand, to fathom his, under, his wisdom. That, and it says there that he forms the mountains with his power. He is girded in gvua in power. So the uh, so the word gvua appears there in connection with cheker, with the inscrutability and the inability to understand the greatness of God. It mentions power, the gvua of God, and it mentions the word cheker, the inability our inability to understand the inscrutability of God's um, giving of the. Uh, uh, giving of the rain and the wonders that he does. And so therefore, uh, we connect these two things 
And we say that the word cheker links this idea of Hashem's gvura, this idea of Hashem's power, with the idea of Hashem providing rain. And therefore we call it gvod geshamim. The, uh, the Gemara goes on. How do we know that this mentioning of gvurot geshamim, of the power of the rain, needs to be in the tefillah, in the prayer, and not just a separate thing that we do independently of the tefillah? How do we know that? Because it says in the Pasuk in Kriyat Shema that we're all familiar with, you should love Hashem your God and serve Him with all your heart. And the rabbis say, what is service of God that's in the heart? It's always prayer. And it says right after the mention of Tfilah, I'm going to give you in its proper time, rain. In your, the early and the late rain. So you see the giving of rain is connected to tefillah. It's right after the mention of tefillah. So therefore, we pray for rain. And we mention rain. And we pray for rain in our Amidah. There are three keys in the hand of Hashem that are never given to a messenger. And Rashi says they're never given together at once to a messenger. Occasionally, a messenger might get power over them for a short time. And this is in a way, responding to what Tosfot asks in Shlosham of because we see that Eliyahu Navi, for example, had the power over rain and over Tchiat HaMetim. So we see that these powers were occasionally delegated to a Navi. But, uh, uh, so the way that Tosfot answers the problem that how can the Gemara say they're never handed to a Shaliyah is that they're never permanently handed to a Shaliyah. Rashi answers it by saying that they're never all three given at once to one person power over these three things. What are they? One is the key to rain. And the other one is the key to birth. And the key to to uh, resuscitation of the dead. Now the Bach has a different order. Yes, first it says the childbirth and then it says rain and then it says uh, the resuscitation of the dead because he wants to be he has this the upcoming explanation in a different order and he wants it to match the order of Rabbi Yochanan's teaching. Uh, but in any case, the, the key of, of rain, because Hashem will open for you his storehouse, the heavens, to give the rain for your land in its proper time. How do we know that Hashem has the sole power over conceiving and childbirth? It says that Hashem heard Rachel and he opened her womb and that says that Hashem is doing it, so to speak, personally, directly, not with an intermediary. Because when it comes to the resuscitation of the dead, it says, you will know that I am Hashem when I open your graves, meaning I myself am going to do it without any intermediary. That's not given, that power is not given over to anyone else. In the West, in Israel, they said, also the key to parnasat, to sustenance and livelihood. Because it says Hashem from His very hands, so to speak, not to a messenger, provides a person's parnasa. For Rabbi Yochanan, why didn't Rabbi Yochanan, why didn't he include parnasa? Because he'll tell you, rain is the same as parnasa and livelihood, because basically agricultural success is dependent upon rain. And even if we don't think about it, we might not think about it because we don't work in an industry that directly relies on the rain. But the fact is, if there was a lack of rain and then a shortage of food, that would affect the entire economy because then every service and good that is not a basic service would become, uh, would, would become almost obsolete or at least would not be, its market would become uh, 
uh, much quieter because everybody would be seeking the basic necessities because there was no food to go around. So really, a rain is the key for Parnasa ultimately because it determines the food supply and that is the most basic need of people. And without that, any other interest has to take... Uh, you know, has to be put on the on the shelf, has to be put on the uh, back burner, as they say. Rabbi Eliezer says we start mentioning rain from the first day of Sukkot. They asked a question. Where does Rabbi Eliezer get this idea? Does he learn it from the lulav? Or he learns it from the nisuchamayim, from the pouring out of water, the water libation that was placed on the Mizbeach during the days of Sukkot. So uh, the question is, which one does he learn it from? Does he learn it from lulav? And therefore, just like lulav is shaken during the day, so too we start mentioning rain during the day. Just like Nisuchamayim, if he learns it from Nisuchamayim, from the pouring of the water libation, well, libations in general can be offered not just during the day, but also at night, because it says, even nighttime. So that would mean also the mention of, uh, the, uh, of the rain would be from the night before, meaning from the first night of Sukkot, Rebbe Eliezer would already have you mentioning the, uh, the rain, I'm saying, the first night of Sukkot, not waiting till the day. Now, if, we, if you look at Rashi, explains that, uh, uh, that since Lulav and Nisuchamayim have something in common, is they both relate to rain, because one of the reasons given for the Lulav and Etrog is to pray to God for the rain and say, just like these plants are dependent upon rain, we also are. It heightens our sense of dependence on God for the rain. And, uh, and therefore it works as a prayer for the rain, this, the lulav. But so does the nisuchamayim, pouring out the water on the Mizbech reminds us of our need for rain and is a type of prayer for rain. And, uh, and so therefore it would be matched with that and it would start during the day, the mentioning of the rain. But if you go by nisuchamayim, the pouring of the water, so then the Rashi says, because they filled the water for nisuchamayim the night before and then they poured it during the day. Another concept is that generally nisuchim, if they're not offered, if they're not completed together with the accompanying korbanot during the day, they're allowed to be brought even the following night. But Rashi seems to favor the idea that the filling of the water was done the night before. So therefore, the, uh, the mention of Mashiv HaRuchumot Geshem could also potentially be the night before. Tashma, come and listen. Dama Rabbi Abau. Rabbi Abau said, Rabbi Eliezer learned it from Dulav. And therefore, you start during the day. Not during the night of Sukkot. Some say that Rabbi Abau just learned this as a tradition. Then he knew that Rabbi Eliezer learned it from Lula. But some say that it was a brighter that he heard. Because it says in the brighter, when do you start mentioning rain? Rabbi Eliezer says from when you shake the Lula, which is obviously the daytime, and it shows you that he learns it from the Lula. Rabbi Yoshua says from the time you put down the Lula, which either means the night of Shmini Yatzeret or the morning of Shmini Yatzeret. Meaning, if you mean Hanachato, when the seventh day is finished and you stop shaking the that would mean that the night of Shemini Yatzeret, you should start saying Mashiv O'chum Geshem, but, if, but I mean, so, yeah, start saying Mashiv O'chum Geshem, or it's possible that it means once the holiday of the seventh is over, but still the daytime, the following day of Shemini Yatzeret is when you would start saying Mashiv O'chum Geshem like we do. Rabbi Eliezer 
Rabbi Eliezer says, since these four species of Sukkot, the Lulav and Etrog, are coming to pray to God for water, and they're impossible, they can't exist without water, so they, they, they demonstrate our dependence on water, and we're praying for water with them. The entire wa- world cannot survive without water. In other words, the idea of the Lulav and Etrog is to remind us of our dependence on water, and need for water, and therefore, and the need of, that the world has for water, and therefore we use them to pray to God for the water, and therefore it makes sense that Mashiach Bochum Mardigeshim would start that morning. How could you start mentioning rain on Sukkot when it's only a curse? It's a bad thing to have rain on the Chag. All I said was to mention rain, not to ask for it. Just like we mentioned the resuscitation of the dead. We, remember, we mention that idea every single day, even though it's only going to happen in its proper time. So do we mention the rain all year round, even though it only is supposed to come when it's supposed to come. Therefore, if he wants to mention all year round, he can do it according to Rabbi Eliezer. In other words, Rabbi Eliezer is saying when you have to do it, it's starting from Sukkot until Pesach. But if you want to mention it all year round, doesn't imply a request for the rain according to Rabbi Eliezer and you can do it all year round if you want. However, Rabbi says, Rabbi Omer, Omer Ani, when you stop asking for rain, which is the end, which is Pesach time, you also stop mentioning the rain, which is what we do. According to Yehuda ben Betura, you should start mentioning on the second day of Sukkot. According to Rabbi Akiva, it should be on the sixth day of the holiday. We saw this before already. That that. Uh, according that Rabbi Yoshua said, Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Rabbi Yoshua, that the person who goes up to be the Chazan from Musaf and Shemini Yatzeret starts saying Mashiva Ochum the Geshem. The person, uh, the person who uh, said Shacharit didn't say it. And on, on Pesach, the first person, the person who says Shacharit is still saying Mashiva Ochum the Geshem, but in Musaf we switch to not saying it. Really, Rabbi Eliezer seems to be making a good argument to Rabbi Yoshua because there's lots of things that we ask for, such as the revival of the dead, that are only going to happen in their proper time, and yet we still ask for them. So why can't we say the same thing about rain? We're just, asking, we're just mentioning it in the tefillah, even though we know it'll come in its proper time whenever that is. We're not actually asking for it. We're just mentioning it. So why can't we do that? Just like we mentioned, God is going to resuscitate the dead even though it's going to happen whenever it's going to happen. So the answer is, Amalek Rabbi Yoshua. When it comes to the resuscitation of the dead, that could happen at any time. But with rain, are you going to tell me that if it comes any time, it's good? That's not true. We know that once the month, if there was no rain all season, and then after, in the beginning of Nisan there's rain, it's actually bad. And uh, because we know the story of, of Shmuel and Navi that he brought the people and to show them that Hashem was displeased with them asking for a king, he brought rain at that time of year in Nisan. But basically, the point is that we have a uh, uh, we we have a machloket between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Should we care that your Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer's position is look, you're just mentioning rain, so it doesn't matter. You don't want it, so you don't ask for it. But you mention it because it's the proper time. Uh, it's it's the time of the rain. 
And really, you can mention it all year round because it's always true. Rabbi Yoshua says, no, you can only mention it when you're going to ask for it. And that meaning when it's acceptable to ask for it, which means at the end of Sukkot, where it's not a conflict with the mitzvah of Sukkot anymore, and you have to end saying it in Pesach, and you, if you continue after that, it's going to be invalid, your tefillah. It's not just going to be something that is uh, okay, don't worry about it, all you're making is a general statement, Hashem causes the rain. No, it's going to be taken as an invalidation of the tefillah, according to Rabbi Yoshua, if you continue saying, Rashi the Geshem, in an improper time, past the date of the beginning of Pesach.